When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listening to the House of Indie. Hey, welcome to another episode of the House of Indie. My name is Joey Galvez, and I have a wonderful guest on the show today. I have Ryan Ellsworth. He is the creator on North Bend from Scout. How's it going, man? Going real good. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me right here. I've been such a huge fan of this stuff, man. I've been reading this stuff since the first uh, go-around. You are now on season two of North Band. And, man, I want to talk to you a little bit about that. But first, before you get into that, uh, let everybody know. Give them a little synopsis, a little logline of of the story. Um, Yeah, so North Bend is a, a crime drama set in the near future. Basically, the idea is that the U.S. is at war with Russia and there's also kind of like an internal political revolution going on with like a Black Panthers type of group. And they're led by a Malcolm X style figure. Mm-hmm. And so the the federal government is quite worried about the situation. That's where the, the true events, inspired by true events part comes in, mm-hmm. where it's uh, inspired by the MK Ultra events that took place during the Cold War. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it's set during like, what if that happened now? where the government was like, well, maybe we can mind control these people into doing what we want and kind of quell this revolution, kind of help us focus our efforts on the war in Russia and win that. So they, they, they recruit a DEA agent who's the main character of the story and ask him to run a safe house, basically test this experimental mind control drug on unwitting people, mainly like criminals, mm-hmm small timers like people that he's involved with on the street and whatnot and the idea is that uh, he can test these drugs and report back to them see if it works or not and uh, that's basically the idea of the story so when i first see the visuals of that that cover of that that first issue where you have your main character and has his face blocked out by by a by a flower and it's it's such a cool visual right right and then and then each issue had some really cool uh visuals as well and then you guys continued on to season two number one with the same kind of feel with this 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 almost bizarre cover stuff. So what are we going to be looking forward to here in season two? Season two is a bit more focused, I think. We follow Brendan a little more closely as a certain uh, group of experiments happen and uh, a certain goal of his becomes clear. He does. It gets a bit darker than okay. season one. And yeah, I think it's it's a... I think it's a pretty tense, pretty, pretty good, pretty good season two. I'm pretty happy. I'm really happy <laughs> with how it turned out. I think there's a lot of tension and a lot of the stakes definitely get ramped up. Awesome. There's some character deaths. I can say that. Oh, character Uh oh. All right. All right. So some, some of us are invested in some of these characters. So, all right. Okay. So that's definitely something to kind of be on the edge, edge of our seat for. 
I, I, I saw mm-hmm. that, that you've got some some stuff going on, too. You've got a little website going on, right? Can you talk a little bit about that? You write some other stories on your site there, right? Oh, your uh, thought experiment? Yeah. Yeah, so I think there's two comics on there right now, and mm-hmm. I have another one that was ready to put on. Well, the, it was written, but not finished. But it's the one story is about a couple kids looking to buy some fireworks and it ends up with them getting involved with a shady character and then things go south really quick. That was probably the first thing I ever wrote. Oh, wow. Cool. And then just kind of an experiment to get my feet wet with the comics. And Mm -hmm. then another story is about some gold prospectors in Alaska set in the 1800s. And it's an old guy and his two sons and the two sons haven't kind of disappeared and haven't come back and he goes out looking for him and some supernatural slash horror slash trippy stuff ensues so you do you tend to kind of you know stick to that that bizarre trippy uh kind uh, of genre there a little that supernatural style kind of stuff yeah like i'm not a huge horror dude but i'm kind of drawn to like the surreal mm-hmm. stuff that like seems like it could happen and stuff mm-hmm. that is that feels real, but there's something slightly off. Mm-hmm. And a lot, I'm drawn to like a lot of crime, like a, I guess highbrow crime. You could call it crawl. <laughs> you could call it where there's it's kind of like a crime with a twist, where mm-hmm. it's kind of adult oriented crime stuff. So it's so kind of like a, like the Twilight Zone kind of stuff. Really, really twisty. Okay, I love it. So, Maybe, yeah, uh, sort of like- yeah. Okay, cool, cool. I love it. So, so th- this thought experiment thing, I love this idea because, you know, there's might be some of us out there who have, you know, have stories in their heads and who have never, you know, really wanted to venture out into the comic book world. It, it might, you know, testing the waters might be a little scary there. And, and, and that's a really great idea. Do you, do you have any plans of, of, you know, uh, you uh, know, continuing to do something like that, or maybe even having other people contribute to your thought experiment? Yeah. I mean, I never really thought about other people. If they would be interested, I definitely, if there's something that I feel like would fit well, Mm-hmm. I'd be down to hear about that. I think it'd be cool to do like an anthology maybe of yeah. a bunch of stories in a similar like it could be a Kickstarter type thing, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That that definitely sounds like something. Yeah, it's it's a great idea, man, because I always like, kind of had an idea of like I have these stories in my head as well, and I'm like, I want to get it out there. I don't want to do this. I just I just want to test it out and like <laughs> it's it's yeah. crazy man to get stuff out there i don't know i've been speaking to some creators and they're like yeah over the pandemic i just did it and i just jumped right in i'm like i don't know how you guys could do that like i've been reading comic books for decades and and i could not like imagine trying to submit a book <laughs> yeah it's that's something i wish i knew at the beginning is like just how much money it costs and how much right. work it, work it is and a lot of times, in a lot of cases, it is better to start smaller and get an idea for what you're jumping into. Yeah, that, that, that is definitely some some great advice. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back from the break, I want to talk to you a little bit about the creative process. I want to know where this story came from and what kind of 
you know, inspired you to come up with these with stories like North Bend. So when we come back for the break, we'll talk to Ryan Ellsworth a little bit longer. All right, we are back from the break, and I am still here with Ryan Ellsworth, creator and writer of North Bend. And I want to talk to you a little bit about the creative process. Where did this story come from? Because it's such a cool, you know, it's almost like like a CIA, you know, deep state kind of, you know, story with this MK Ultra, like you said earlier, style story. So, so what inspired you to, to, to write a story like this? This, this kind of stuff is just right in my wheelhouse. I tried when I'm coming up with something, my main target is like, what would I like Mm -hmm. to read? And that's my main audience is me. I basically write for what I would like to read and I don't really think about anything else, Mm -hmm. but it's just what I think is cool. And so I've been a huge fan of like the born series, like born identity and all that. There's a lot of deep state slash government conspiracy type Mm -hmm. stuff. And going on in there, which I really like. I really like uh, Taxi Driver and like those kind of seventies mm-hmm. crime kind of kind of things. I don't know if you've heard of All the President's Men. Mm-hmm. It's like an older, yeah. Um, it's kind of in, in the tradition of those older seventies like conspiracy style movies. So yeah, just I really like stuff like that with the the. And conspiracies, I think, have kind of gotten a bad name now because it used to be like this thing where it's like nobody believed it could happen, but mm-hmm. now, yeah, now conspiracies, <laughs> like, conspiracies are completely conspiracies. Used to be like, like, like the Linder Lindbergh baby is still alive and stuff like that, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and and he may be my cousin, like stuff like that, right? But but <laughs> and now you have like you know. You have way too many people believing shit like birds aren't real or whatever, right? Like, <laughs> oh my god. There's an actual yes, yes. We I this is this is funny that you bring that up because me and my my wife went on a kick and I'm just laughing about this because there's an actual website about that, an actual movement of people who believe birds are not real and that they were planted plants by the government. <laughs> I understand I know. <laughs> Fun stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. So so, I kind of yearn. I kind of yearn for the day when, when we looked at conspiracies mm-hmm. as more of theories that seemed kind of wacky, but then at the same time, some of them actually did happen. So it's mm-hmm. that's kind of the problem today. Is like people will lump these things together, right? Like, well, if this happened, then this must be true too, right? But like, some conspiracies really did happen. Mm-hmm. Some things were hidden, but it doesn't mean that everything is a conspiracy. Yeah, I, I I love this. I love that idea. I love that genre. I mean, who was it like? Like um, Umbrella Academy played with that kind of genre a little bit in their first first iteration. They even they they took it into the to the you know Netflix right all that stuff too. So there's tons of tons of movies and and comic books and things of that nature with this. And yeah, I, I love this genre and it, and it is really intriguing, especially when you, when you play with like, with like time travel and like, or, or, or different kinds of mind, you know, controlling capabilities, because these are the things that are, that could possibly be happening. What, what is the crazy thing that's been going on that actually is actually happening where, you, you know, people in these high level government agencies are getting these phone calls and then they're coming down with a sickness. I forget what they're called. Like, it's crazy that this is actually happening. These mm-hmm. it's like a, a digital virus or something they're calling. And you're like, this is like something out of these 
out of the comic books and you're writing it. <laughs> it's kind of funny because a lot of people feel like it's a ripped out of the headlines story. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I see what he's doing. He's comparing this guy to, you know, what's happening now, which, if you know, truthfully, this was written probably 2014, 2015 is when I started it. Oh, wow. Okay. So before, you know, you say Russia was like an enemy and people would laugh or, you know, <laughs> geopolitical right. on, the, on that scale, people would be like, what are you talking about? Or, you know, before Trump, before all these conspiracies, 4chan started coming out and before, you know, Black Lives Matter before, Mm -hmm. I mean, that that was around, but it wasn't to the extent as it is now. Yeah. And certainly had, you know, race riots and stuff. But, you know, all that stuff that I had put in there ended up actually happening a few years later. And then they just happened to come out during those events. So wow. it was really unintentional and mm-hmm. not something I really even wanted to happen was to make it people think I was just trying to go off current events, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's really interesting. And, and <laughs> a lot of people who, who it only makes sense that we may have a government that would love to do some of the stuff that's happening inside your books, man. It's, it's, it's almost a little scary. And, and that these things that we're writing about are, are <laughs> could be coming true um so so yeah, that's a that's a really good point i'm glad you you mentioned that the things that keep happening because um in the, in the comic that's one of the themes i try to hit is you know are are you know upset about certain things like that you know it, we obviously insert our lives and ourselves into the into the pages a little bit so obviously you are going to use your envi- things that are happening in your environment these are the things that society are dealing with all of these things that that i took are actually kind of from history and you know they just keep happening again because the age old saying you know you don't learn from history you're doomed to repeat it mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i agree so i got i gotta ask one question here when when you were going through this process of creating the story what uh, i need to know how you actually do that do you do you do you keep journals? Do you do you you know just kind of like it pops in your head? You just sit down, and you just start writing until it's done. How what is your process? I just have like a Google Doc called Story Ideas, and then anytime I have like any kind of fragment or whatever pop in my head, I just write it down in there, and then just it's a big dump of ideas. But <laughs> at that point, you know, once I come up with like North Bend is really the the farthest I've gotten in any story. So I guess mm-hmm. I could kind of explain how that one came to be. Yeah. So the, let's see, I had read a book. I think the main idea came, I read a book called the, the search for the Manchurian candidate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, have you heard of that book? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's by a guy named John Marks, I think. And it really goes through the history of the MKUltra project, mm-hmm. uh, how the CIA developed it, how they project artichoke and stuff, the discovery of LSD, and how that became mainstream basically through the MKUltra project. And I just thought that was really cool. I, had, I, was, I was wondering at the time, like, why isn't we don't have any popular, I mean, we have a few, you know, movies and TV shows that touch on it. Like there's a Netflix series called Wormwood, 
which is mm -hmm. pretty awesome about the MK Ultra project. And that's that's more of a documentary. But beyond that, I felt like it was kind of an underutilized subject and it seemed like a good place to, mm -hmm. to write a story in that kind of world. When you are trying to understand something like that, and there's not a lot of documentation or history on something, how do you you know, attack something like that. You're writing a story that is coming from inspiration of something that doesn't really, you know, it's still kind of shrouded in this mystery. You obviously have to kind of, you know, you know, create some, take some liberties, you know, and, and things when you're writing something like this to kind of fill the gaps. How do you, how do you do that when you, when you are thinking of something uh, of that nature? So a lot of the, a lot of the major points in the book are based off of true events and kind of twisted a little bit, but like, for example, the main character is based off of a guy named George White, mm. who was a federal drug agent in the fifties and sixties. And he was recruited by the government to to run a safe house. And that's who Brandon's based off of. And then the character Hal is based on a character named Lashbrook who is sort of sort of a kind of George's contact with the CIA. You know, beyond that, I just took a couple of events that happened around, around the same time as that, like the Cold War, Vietnam protests, and, and the Black Panthers. They all kind of happened in the same mm -hmm. like Cold War-ish. A lot the rest of the stuff I just made up, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You know, I start, you kind of asked about the the process of yeah. writing and you know your your, mm -hmm. your story process can start at different points right like some people come up with like a cool world some people have a couple scenes in mind that they think you know would be really cool and i need to make a story based off that you can mm -hmm. start with like a character and that's how i started was this character i was like this george white guy is a, a really interesting character because by day he's a federal drug agent keeping drugs off the streets cracking heads mm -hmm. and by night he's passing them out to people passing drugs out and running experiments on people he's drinking his ass off and just having a grand old time and so the contradiction of mm -hmm. that i thought was really interesting and that's who the character is based off you i love that you said you you don't have to start in one place because that is one of those things that you know anytime that i speak to a creator I ask you where 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 do you start where where can i start if i were to want to write or or to to draw create or whatever and and not one person has the same exact answer and i think that's okay because we are not obviously we are at all you know, different individuals. So it only makes sense for us to think differently and to start in different places. So I think, you know, it's a, it's, I love that you said, you know, comic creating comic books, you know, doesn't have to be the same for everybody and everybody starts in different places. Yeah. And, and no matter where you start, you can, you know, starting is the fact that you did it is awesome. And, you know, you can get to the same the same place by no matter where you start, as long as, you know, there is kind of a certain process you want to eventually follow, but you can start at a different, you know, point. I would, right. I would think that a good, you know, once you've started, 
you kind of want to get to your premise at some point, which is, you know, your two sentence mm-hmm. idea of what your story is, you know? Yeah. And sometimes that's the hardest thing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coming up with that long line <laughs> and keeping <Yeah>. it short. <laughs> All right, Ryan, I appreciate you hanging out with me uh, right here on the house of Indy. Can you please let everybody know where they can find you and when the next book is coming out? So I am uh, reachable on Twitter, Twitter slash Ryan Ellsworth underscore. I don't hang out on social media a whole lot, but if you want to message me, I'll get back to you on there. And then the next comic is coming out never at this point because there's a huge. Yeah, it's it's been it's been crazy. We're (laughs) we're all hoping uh, that we (laughs) that it's not anybody's fault, right? It's it's the it's the crazy world that we live in right now where there's shortages of everything and yeah it is affecting the comic book community we have no paper to read our comics so how are we going to do that good man covid screwed us all we're still (laughs) yeah it's funny because the first the first issue came out and then covid the lock the pandemic hit the u.s Mm -hmm. like right after the first issue came out in 2020 yeah right now this issue came out and we just got hit with paper shortage. So, <laughs> so start pushing digitals, man. <laughs> you guys definitely can uh, purchase these books uh, digitally on scoutcomics.com. And you guys can head over there and grab them now. They are available and it's it, it, it readily available. Hopefully, if you guys are getting your fix, please go grab it digitally. Do it. All right. Ryan, I appreciate you hanging out with me right here on the House of Indie. We'll see you guys next time.